As much as I love coffee, it will never love me back. What'd you have for breakfast? Well, today, um, we didn't have breakfast. Oh my god, you're right, we didn't. Well. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brian and I woke up today. Um, Brian, beautiful, beautiful baby boy, um, rode with my mother in a car for seven hours. So, I'm from Pennsylvania and Brian's from New Jersey. Um, only about, like, an hour or so from each other. Yeah, I'm bound to that. About that, yeah. Um, and so... My mom was coming up to help me move, and I went, Mom, I really think we need Ryan's help. And so she was like, well, I'll go pick him up then. And so I was like, yes, yes, go do it, yes. (laughs) And so she went to Ryan's house and met his family for the first time. Thank God I wasn't there. (laughs) And picked up Ryan and drove him seven hours here. So this morning we woke up, and my mom left, and... uh, she dropped us up downtown, and that's where we're recording. The idea is breakfast. <laughs> what did we have for breakfast? Nothing. But we did well, have... Well, I mean, I, uh, to be fair, I'm drinking coffee right now. The coffee episode isn't going to be for a little while yet. I have so many thoughts. Uh, what do you, how did I make my coffee today, Brian? Uh, you made it in a French press. We went to Ikea yesterday to furniture hunt, and we got a tiny French press. And it's wonderful for uh, single cups of French press. But um, the main reason I got one, we each got one, main reason I got one is to froth milk because I don't have any actual fancy milk frothing equipment. But microwaved milk, whole milk preferably, poured into a French press and then just pumped up and down. The milk will like double in size and it's perfect for like crappy homemade lattes. And I bought mine because I want to like make cold brew in the office fridge. So what I'm going to do is just take some grounds make some french press put it in the fridge and then when i come in uh, like to work the next day it'll be perfect cold brew and that's just a little preview of what you can expect from our coffee episode (laughs) because we're gonna do a big one i've been spending so much money on like just cold brew between like duncan and starbucks because i can't figure out how i feel about them do you remember when i got the toddy a few weeks ago and i just made us a massive batch of cold brew that we burned through in a week oh my god i miss it so much I okay, think this that... just became the first coffee episode. Oh, God, no. We were going to talk about bagels. We're just going to do the coffee episode? I mean, I'm drinking coffee right now, and I'm thinking about coffee. We're doing the coffee episode. Oh! Oh, God. Uh, can we focus on cold brew this episode? Let's do cold brew and French press. Cold brew and French press. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should talk about our coffee history first. Oh, mm, hmm, hmm, hmm. I need more time to prep for that. I mean, okay, so, like, when did you start drinking coffee, I'm saying? Uh, you need more time to prep for that. <laughs> so, I started drinking coffee. I'm Italian and Mexican, so I started drinking coffee probably when I was, like, I don't know. I remember being six and having coffee. I, like, not a whole cup of it, but I remember, like, having sips of my parents' coffee. I probably started having actual cups of my own coffee when I was seven or eight, and then having like coffee every day for school probably when i was 14 that's young i never thought that like people enjoyed coffee that young i thought it was like a very acquired taste that you need to like have well-developed taste buds well i mean like i said i'm italian though so like Mm. we would like we would go to like family dinners and all the adults would be around drinking coffee 
and they'd they'd have some amaretto or sambuca in theirs. I actually um my first exposure to alcohol was I, I don't think think I've told you this. My first exposure to alcohol was with a little bit of sambuca in my coffee, which like honestly now I think sambuca is pretty rancid, but like amaretto in coffee, like yeah, I can get with it. I'll always get with it. I've never had amaretto. I remember uh, my first exposure to coffee. Well, I, I enjoyed like the, the Dunkin' Donuts ice drinks and coffee drinks for a long time. Still do. I love it a lot. Uh, but uh, the first time I ever really enjoyed coffee was my sophomore year of college when a neighbor gave me a hand-me-down Mr. Coffee. And I just put that thing through its paces. It was like a tiny, tiny, tiny pot. It could maybe do a cup and a half at a time, like a mug and a half at a time, not like a metric unit cup at a time. Um, I put that thing through its paces. My favorite memory of that coffee maker is when I decided to stay up all night. Starting at midnight, I drank like six of those pots of coffee while watching three horror movies on my laptop in my dorm room. <laughs> I think it's it's so funny because we have two very different age age experiences with coffee like I I knew when I started drinking coffee I I mean part of it this was probably part of the appeal right where I was like oh I'm like so grown up like I remember (laughs) like my little cousins weren't around weren't allowed to drink coffee but like me and my sister were allowed to drink coffee it was never really about being allowed to drink coffee for me. It was just that I never wanted to. My family still drinks coffee every morning. Uh, we would make a pot of coffee in one of those. Like, We started with like your standard suburban countertop coffee maker, but we've since upgraded to like a nice one that like grinds the beans for you inside, and then you can program it so that it grinds it and then starts boiling and then brews the coffee at like 6 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, my dad's favorite alarm clock was that grinder. Yeah, no, my, in my family, we, I remember we, we've usually had a Mr. Coffee, um, and then as time went on, I I didn't even kind of realize that this was happening until later, but I remember my parents having a grinder and they would like grind their own beans. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh my God, this is such a pain. Why can't we just buy the pre-ground coffee? I was so like upset about it. And, but like, even from a young age, like I remember doing that when I was probably 12 or 13, like my parents have cared about coffee that long. And so when I went to college, I knew I couldn't have like one of those Mr. Coffee pots because like dorm requirements or whatever. And so I, I like went on the internet and I was like, how do I make coffee? Cause I was like, by that point, pretty addicted to caffeine and I knew I would need it. So I learned, I was like, okay, well, French press, that sounds like a thing I can probably do. And I just loved it. And so I went home and I was like, mom and dad, you need to buy one of these. And so now my parents do not own a Mr. Coffee. If they're having a cup of coffee, which they do like every morning, it is a French press. Wow, yeah, you've done no. good. My parents are committed. I made them buy a Keurig when I was like young and impressionable. Yeah, I know. They're terrible. <laughs> um, I hate Keurig coffee. I hate it so much. But there's a Keurig in my office and I like having free coffee. Um, so we find ways to make that work. But um, yeah, my parents had a Keurig for a little while. And then they were like, uh, this is bad. <laughs> so, so yeah, they got rid of all of their coffee making apparatus and they just now only make french press interesting i like that i um 
Oh boy, this is a rabbit hole. I don't know if I want to go down right now, but I did a very similar thing to my parents, but with the AeroPress and my introduction to the AeroPress, boy, howdy. We, we own like, I think four AeroPresses now. We've burned through so many, so we keep some around as spares because I have one. My family got one. That one broke or the suction doesn't keep up, so they got another one. And then my dad got one for the off. It's ridiculous and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this episode, uh, we impromptuly impromptuly no it we we decided in an impromptu way because verbs are hard uh to talk about french press and cold brew uh your experience with the french press seems a lot more positive than mine yeah no i i really love french presses uh i had one my first um um, my first like year of college um this is still my favorite way to make coffee like i want to ask you this question after this if you could make a cup of coffee like with any like any sort of way how would you make it the way i would make it is in a french press um kind of like a a dark coffee with a little sprinkle of nutmeg orange peel and cinnamon in the grounds and then brew it and then like make it and then have it with a little bit of um probably just regular cream this is also in a in an alternate universe where i can have cream and coffee um yeah and just a little bit of sugar Huh, that sounds delicious. I've heard of people doing that. It's so good. The orange peel, like, really brings it to another level. Alton Brown adds salt directly into the grounds before brewing. Oh my god, I need to do that. Really? I'm gonna do that with my next... Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. If Alton Brown does it, (laughs) I trust it. Oh, me too. Me too. Alton Brown is a man of my heart. Um, But... I I feel like his reasoning for doing it is because uh, is to counter acidity and uh, bitterness, and I feel like that's what I like about coffee. Um, French press for me is it, it's best with a coarse ground dark bean. And for a while, my I I got my dad into AeroPress. I got my dad into roasting as well. He started buying green unroasted beans, roasting them himself, and he subscribed to the fact that darker is better so he would always over roast his beans like almost starbucks darkness and make it an aeropress and i was like okay um you're good i'm glad that you're doing this dad this is amazing and your new hobbies uh include uh, making sourdough bread and roasting coffee two of the most delicious hobbies a, a father could have for his son but um the fact that he was brewing things so dark in the AeroPress means I really want to get him a French press and show him how much better it is to make something that dark and oily in something that is basically like steeping tea. That's honestly a really like interesting show of masculinity. <laughs> how so? I think if you if we're going to talk about like things that you're doing with your dad, like it's it's not like catch or like grilling or something like that <laughs> or like hunting. Or I mean, like... we did all that. We we never hunted, but like we used to play catch and we used to and we still grill. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you didn't do those things, but I think that's that's part of like the kind of coffee snobbery that I've never really been able to get behind. Is there's something kind of inherently like toxically masculine about it? Oh yeah. And it's kind of like well, you can you don't really love coffee if you can't have like black coffee. See, I'm trying to be better about that. I used to really be upset when I brewed people a nice Chemex and they would put cream and sugar in it. And at that point, it's just not fun. Like, I really like to make people happy with the coffee I make them. And I like making large batches of tasty coffee. And they want to taste it exactly how they want to taste it. I'm really working on not judging people's coffee choices. Like, Keurig's, I don't like. But 
I agree with you. Free office coffee is wonderful. <laughs> Although, honestly, in any in any workplace that you're working, there should be free coffee. So you owned a French press in college. How did you wind up being able to actually brew it with hot water and ground coffee and all of that? Well, I mean, gr- the ground coffee part wasn't difficult. That was pretty easy to find. Um... Well, we did have, this was also illegal, but um, we, I went through a really heavy tea phase when I was in college. So we had um, one of those like water boilers, but we didn't have um, a coffee pot because that was like a little bit more conspicuous. So we had one of those boiling water things. And so it was actually really easy to make it. I snuck in a uh, kettle as well, uh, an electric kettle into my freshman year dorm to make tea. I never thought, because I'm... I always thought that tea would be easier to make than coffee because I didn't need any of the specialized equipment. But French press is basically like brewing tea. Like uh, a lot of French presses are marketed also as tea brewing. You can brew tea in a French press. Yeah, um, I actually never really made tea in my in my uh, French presses. I don't know. There's something about loose tea that I never... I, even like though I was a super, super heavy tea drinker, I never super got into loose leaf tea. I think kind of just because it's a little messy sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I also think that um, I'm in a different frame of mind when I'm about to have a cup of tea as opposed to having a cup of coffee. I have them for two very different purposes. Oh, I agree. What are your two purposes? Well, for me, tea is like when I want to calm down. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, like I think most people kind of feel that way about tea. Um but like it's when I want to calm down when I'm just kind of like downtrodden with the world <laughs> and I need to remember that like the world makes nice things mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm drinking a cup of coffee it's like partially because I hate myself it's because well I'm ready to have this bitter thing that will like probably hurt my tummy a little bit and it'll be fine <sighs> I, as much as I love coffee it will never love me back okay um <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel very, very different. Uh, coffee to me is like an old friend that you um, see every so often. You're not like the closest with them, but they're still like your best friend. Um, tea for me is I want something hot and it is 10 o'clock and I'm not going to drink coffee. I only ever drink herbal teas anymore, even though... Well, but no, but caffeinated teas are so good. They are good. They Earl are good. Earl Grey is amazing. It, okay, it's very good. I really do like it. But I rarely drink it simply because coffee scratches the caffeine itch for me. And I just like the flavor of coffee better. If I'm going to have something caffeinated, which, by the way, I'm very sensitive to caffeine. I love coffee, but I only really have one cup of coffee a day. Um, I will only drink herbal teas so that coffee can be the caffeine in my life. I just feel like for me, I, maybe because it's been because I've been drinking coffee for so long, it's like I... I don't, like, appreciate coffee the same way that I appreciate tea. Because all of my tea knowledge... I, like, taught myself about tea. Mm -hmm. When it comes to coffee, it's, like, kind of stuff that I picked up along the way. In terms of coffee culture or how to make coffee, what do you mean? All Like, all of it. Like, how to make it, how to prepare it. Like, I, they're, like, I, I, I drink coffee all along the spectrum of, like, quality. Like, I actually, I have a poem about how much I love gas station coffee. Because, like, I do. Like, I super love gas station coffee. I love Denny's coffee. (laughs) And I still will go to Dunkin' Donuts. Like, I don't care about their cold brew. We're going to talk about their cold brew at a different time. Or maybe we should talk about it now because it's a cold brew episode. I don't even know what this episode is anymore. You just keep derailing me every single rail I try to get on. I'm like hopping from rail to rail and you just come over and push me over and run away like a bully on the playground. 
Or I throw a cup of coffee in your face. Yes, my face really burns right now. I'm going to have third degree burns all over my face. Thanks, Allison. You still look cute. Oh, you too. Uh, Cold Brew is a very recent development for me, and I feel like it's starting to become really uh, part of coffee culture now that both Starbucks and Dunkin' have started doing cold brew. And I first heard about it when I would get a $2 Dunkin' Donuts drink on the way to campus every morning because I had no time to actually make myself coffee. And that was faster than doing the other thing, uh, which is making hot coffee at Dunkin'. And I really enjoyed just the fun flavors they did. I know they're not good. I really love um, caramel, lots of cream, lots of sugar in like a massive super sugary ice drink. But cold brew has completely changed the way I look at coffee that is cold. I'm not saying iced coffee, but coffee that is cold. I don't know. I, so here's, here's the dilemma. So in the Dunkin' Donuts Starbucks realm, right, it's like you're on one side or the other. And I think... Before Dunkin' Donuts had cold brew, I was able to say to myself, oh, I'm only going to Starbucks because I'm getting cold brew. And it's like not because, um, it's like because they, they have the thing that I want. And at Dunkin' Donuts, I, I like will drink their iced coffee, but they don't have what I want, want right now. So I was able to lie to myself a little bit more and be like, oh, I still really love Dunkin' Donuts and I'm a Dunkin' Donuts person, but like Starbucks cold brew, I like it. It's fine. Because I think Starbucks kind of has this culture around it that um, growing up, I guess, like this is this is going to be maybe a weird thing to say. I kind of rejected Starbucks culture like as a younger person because growing up, like I, I didn't grow up in New England, but everywhere around me was Dunkin' Donuts. I had to drive like 20 minutes to get to a Starbucks. Um, and so now I live in New England. And so when everyone was kind of like, oh, Duncan, like dunks, gotta go get your dunks. It's like, it's such a thing here. Here we go, Matho, and (laughs) here we go. Continue. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's like this culture. And I think that's, I don't want to say it's why I felt at home in New England, but it's something that's made me feel like I'm at home whenever I've been here. And so I, especially like, this is a new place that like I've really adopted and Boston has felt more like home than any place I've ever lived. And so like all that kind of stuff. So the whole like adopting Duncan as like coffee canon has been a thing that I've always like wanted to do and felt very passionately about. However, and, and I still drink the cold brew, but it's just not as good. It's just not as good. Okay, so... For me, cold brew is the flavor of hot coffee, but in a cold form. Uh, making my own with a toddy has been magical because I can do so many things with it. Getting cold brew at Dunkin', it's good, but I agree with you. It's, it's better than the iced coffee. Oh, yeah. It is. And I can still drink it with like just sugar in it, which I think speaks to it. If I couldn't drink it with just sugar in it, then it probably is terrible. See, I can't drink their iced coffee black. But I can drink cold brew black because the flavor is so much richer and not, like, stale. Yeah. Um, But there's also the fact that (laughs) I feel like in Duncan's marketing where they're trying to make it artisanal small batch cold brew limited quantities They're going through a huge rebranding effort. Like, if you look at all of their signs and stuff, like, maybe this is just because we're in New England. So all of the rebranding efforts have definitely been implemented here. But they're definitely, like, changing up their image a little bit. I think so, too. But the fact that it's Dunkin' Donuts trying to do cold brew, like, they're, they're still selling it to people and people are still putting massive amounts of cream and sugar in it. I don't 
don't think most people that go to Dunkin' Donuts for their coffee fix understand the difference between cold brew and iced coffee. And I know saying that. That's really snooty. I know. I I know. I know. Saying that sounds very snooty. I'm going to call the snoot police on you. Going to get you snoot on. Mm. How about you take that snoot off? You don't want me to get snooty. Ferris Bueller, nothing. No, I realize that was really pretentious of me, but the fact that people still drink, I, I, I don't think they taste what makes cold brew so much better. Gotta get your snoot on. Wee-oo, Call the snoot brigade. Okay, so the fact that it's Dunkin' Donuts making cold brew, their branding, you're right, is very different now, but I'm a fan of the fact that they're trying to do something different. Even their breakfast sandwiches. Well, no, I actually, I actually really like their new rebranding efforts, at least visually. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it on like a massive scale, and I'm sure Dunkin' Donuts wouldn't care how I feel about it on a massive scale, except that I give them large sums of money. <laughs> I don't know. I think the fact that we're talking about this, like the Dunkin' Donuts versus Starbucks thing, and the fact that I at least feel that it's very important, and it feels like a very important part of who I am, speaks to how like, like how ingrained that marketing has become in my entire life. It's been like, oh, well, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts person because Starbucks people are like snooty about their coffee. And yet I will sit here with my little French press that I bought because I want to be able to like make coffee in my office. Excuse me. Somebody called the snoot police on you for snooting on Starbucks culture, snooty McSnooterson. Okay, but Starbucks thrives on the culture of like being snooty better coffee. Yet you just said that I was snooty for thinking Dunkin' is marketing their cold brew wrong. Well, but yeah, you are snooty. And you're snooty too. No, I'm We not. can be snooty together. It's okay. No, no, I am the opposite of snooty because I think Starbucks is snooty. I think it's like too highfalutin for what it is. Oh, look at this here. Highfalutin cold brew Starbucks with their lippity laptops and their MacBooks with a single USB-C port. Highfalutin. Are you going to be okay? I don't know. I'm getting really defensive. I can feel myself getting No, see? Defensive. See how defensive you are right now? That is how I feel about Dunkin' Donuts. This is what it's done to me. In the place where I went to school, there is a Dunkin' Donuts and a Starbucks across the street from each other. And this has been able to be a thing in Boston forever. Even in a place like Boston where, like, everybody allegedly drinks Dunkin'. One of my other favorite things about cold brew is that it's so versatile. How do you make your cold brew? <laughs> you don't want to talk about the Starbucks-Dunkin' Donuts rivalry with me How anymore? do you make your cold brew? You mentioned you're going to do it with this tiny French press. Oh, my God. Way to derail me. You're joking. I am not derailing you any more than you've derailed me. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what was your question? How do you make cold brew? You mentioned you're going to be uh, using your French press for it. Well, I guess I'm just going to like take some grounds and like act like I'm going to make French press, but, but I'm not going to. Allison, But I'm not going to plunge it. I'm just going to put it in Allison. the fridge and then Allison. tomorrow morning when I come to the office, I'll... Allison? I'll, uh, Allison. I'll just plunge it and... <laughs> I guess it'll be fine. Oh my god. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> We're done. We're done. For our listeners at home, Allison Truge is uh, putting on makeup before we record. It is rather delaying our recording schedule. She says she just wants to look good for the microphone. Uh, I... I don't quite buy that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, If you can hear our episode eventually, 
then you know that Allison Truge has finished. <gasps> she finished her makeup. She put down her palette. She's putting on her glasses. She's looking at her quick time. And she's going to press record soon. Push record. Is that the, the one with the red circle? Yeah, the one with the red circle. Can you see the levels? Um, this is her first time recording with a Mac, so she doesn't understand QuickTime. Can you see the countdown timer come up? Okay, you can record.